so then you must kill off the parts of you that belong on the earth. Illicit sexual behavior, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is a form of idolatry. It's because of these things that God's wrath comes on disobedient people. You too used to behave like that once when your life consisted of that sort of thing. But now you must put away the lot of them, anger, rage, wickedness, blasphemy, dirty talk, coming out of your mouth. Don't tell lies to each other. You have stripped off the old human nature, complete with its patterns of behavior. This quote that I just gave you is a listing of sins from earlier in St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. In fact, it is verses 5 through 9 of the same chapter uh, from which our epistle this morning is taken. Turn to page 793 of your pew Bibles, please, the little black Bibles in front of you. Uh, Or if you've brought your Bible, turn to Colossians 3.12. So again, page 793 of the pew Bibles, and this is our epistle lesson for this morning. Colossians 3.12 through 17. Let us begin reading at verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Bishop Tom Wright gives a practical insight into these two sections from chapter 3. Well, yeah, the, the earlier one that I read in, this, in our epistle lesson. He says, read again through the list of sexual and speech-related misbehavior in verses 5 through 9. My first quote. Then read through verses 12 through 17. Ask yourself this. Supposing there was a town in which everybody behaved in the way described in verses 5 through 9. And supposing a few miles down the road there was a town where everybody behaved in the way described in verses 12 through 17. Which town would you rather live in? Yes, we've some in our world who would say they prefer the lifestyle of freedom. They would want to live in verses 5 through 9 town. Freedom is defined in our cultural moment as the choice to do anything you want. Never mind that that idea of freedom has nothing to do with the liberties of America at its founding. It doesn't even begin to express the rich tradition of freedom and liberty in the ideas of the centuries in the discussions of philosophers and uh, uh, literary types. We are a shallow culture indeed. But even those that say they would or who actually do choose the former way of living with all of the sexual promiscuity and the mouth that can't be closed the living expressed in the sins of verses 5 through 9, even those people eventually would have to recognize how empty their lives were. As Bishop Wright puts it, the practices Paul outlines in the earlier section result in communities, families, villages, whole towns, tearing themselves apart. 
Unbridled sexual license and untamed angry speech result in the breakdown of relationships at every level. Some people may fool themselves that they're, beha- that they're having a good time in that atmosphere, but again and again in moments of truth, they will admit that they are lost, confused, lonely, and bitter. This is not a bad description of much of our current culture, is it? A culture that is tearing itself apart and creating a lot of hurt and damage in the process. The Apostle tells the Colossians to live in a different manner. Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Mercy is a gentle love and sympathy from our hearts, as we would say, from deep inside. Kindness is the quality of being helpful or beneficial. Goodness, kindness, generosity, that's how to be kind. Being nice is not what the apostle said. It's not what he has in mind. The word nice entered Middle English in the sense of stupid. From the Latin nescius, meaning ignorant. Meekness does not mean being like a doormat, but rather it is a humble submission to God and a controlling of one's disposition and in particular one's temper. A wild and powerful stallion, after he is broken, is meek. Not a coward, not a doormat, but meek. Long-suffering, of course, means patience, but in our text today it carries a nuance, a state of being able to bear up under provocation, forbearance, patience towards others. This list of virtues that St. Paul gives us all swirl around relationships. It all has to do with our connecting with other people. And it also swirls around the ideas of self-control and graciousness towards those other people. Of course, bearing with one another and giving, forgiving one another pushes Paul's idea for, ideas forward even more. The emphasis of the word bearing in the original Greek is to regard someone with tolerance, to endure, bear with, to put up with. And many of us are very thankful for family and spouses and friends who um, bear with us. Paul says the same things, by the way, to the Ephesians. Bearing with one another in love. And that quote is a good introduction for St. Paul's summation in the next sentence in our text. But above all these things, Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Really, his listing of virtues and ways of relating to people in the previous sentence are all ways to express love. Love is the supreme virtue. And remember, if you don't show humility, the handmaid of love, you're not loving. 
Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. My friends, let us build the community of God that we have in this local church. Let us build bonds of friendship and family within this family of God here in Lake Almanor. And as we do that, we will be ever more attractive to those living in that other town, that other place, where there is little to no love and everything is about selfish pleasure and pride and power. Thus will we manifest Christ to our world and to our local communities. And thus will we hold out the joy of Christ and living in the Christian faith. Amen.